0: We discuss the. Welcome to the Security Squad Podcast, where we discuss the business of cybersecurity. Here are your
1: co hosts and cybersecurity experts, Brian Horning, Reginald Andre, and Randy Bryan.
0: What's okay. up, everyone? Yep, nice. What's that? <laughs> Sorry.
1: Once right. again, the crowd is crazy for Andre.
0: They do, they do, 100%. Settle so, down, Carl, settle down. I know. <laughs> Welcome to uh, another crazy week as we break down the breaches, uh, Security Squawk podcast. Andre, why don't you uh, Why don't you fill our audience in on what the fee is?
2: There is no fee. It is free, $99. Um, all we do is we ask that you like and share and if you have a um, coworker or supervisor or your boss or another business owner that you feel will uh, benefit from everything that we're saying, please um, send them the link and, um, and share it with them.
0: Yes, sir. Share us out, help us grow our platform, help us grow our show. What you really are doing is helping people get an understanding of cybersecurity, the threats that are out there, and how they can begin to protect themselves. So we got a bunch of breaches in the news this week, guys, and we're going to kind of go all over the place and try to keep it somewhat organized. But right off the bat, we have uh, this Enzo Biochem, uh, who was hit with ransomware, and they're a New uh, York-based biotechnology company. And they disclosed that a ransomware attack in April of 2023 has led to sensitive data exposure for millions of patients. Here we go again. Uh, Enzo Biochem produces DNA-based tests to detect viral and bacterial diseases, including COVID-19 and cancer. And in their SEC filing, the company said that the sensitive data, including the clinical test information of 2,470,000 individuals and approximately 600,000 social security numbers was snatched by an unnamed ransomware group. An investigation is ongoing and no details about any ransom demand were available at press time. All right, guys, here we go. Thoughts on this? I mean, DNA markers, um, just lots of health information that's out there and uh, was disclosed in an SEC filing. Uh, Randy thoughts. Yeah. I see you shaking your head. There. Oh,
1: I'm about to break my neck. This, this smells of conspiracy all over and I'm not big into all that stuff, but Holy moly, this is the DNA. Like you said of 2.5 million people. So I really hope they get to the bottom of this. Hope it's not some kind of an inside job. That's my big fear. Like this is, this is the kind of stuff. Anyway, Sorry. I can't stop shaking my head. This one really got me started bad, man. But uh, 2.5 million people's data um, released potentially bad, bad news.
0: And 2.5 million potentially phishing targets, right? With yes. information that you could craft a really convincing message to some, to some of these victims. And, you know, I don't, a lot of, if you're really good at, you know, doing that, most people aren't even going to think twice because it's going to seem so legitimate. Um, you know, how would you, how would you know that that particular company, you know, you took a COVID test, you know, and, and sent it off to that company. More than likely, most people are going to think that that's not something that, you know, most people are going to find out about and, and they're going to probably not scrutinize that email as much as they should when it comes through. Um, yeah,
1: so, now I feel kind of bad because it doesn't necessarily say that their DNA was was released. So, still bad, still can be used in fishing, but not as bad as I thought. So, shaking my head a little slower.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean it. It is, but it's still. I mean, you are still sending tests in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that has all kinds of medical information and personal information attached to it. Um, but that's the biggest thing. It's you know, and you got to think with that kind of numbers. You know, I guess like w- what people don't realize is like the details of this stuff, right? And you're looking at numbers, right? Two and a half million. There's probably a pretty good chance that a lot of those people are in groups. Like they they work for a certain company, and that company used this company to get certain tests, like COVID tests and things like that. So you know, it, it kind of when you're doing things like that, like you're, you're grouping these tests together to save money from a healthcare cost standpoint, you're also making it easier for hackers to craft these phishing messages that can seem really convincing. You know, they, they know the company, if they know the employer uh, who, you know, that, that may have used this company as a group, um, these are the things that these hackers look at and do to take advantage of.
2: And I could see, yeah, I could see some really crafty phishing emails saying something like, you know, hey, thanks so much for your help with this clinical trial. We just want to confirm your social is five, you know, ends in five two seven two, and of course that's it because they already know it. Go ahead and enter your ACH information right here for us, and you'll get that check in a matter of minutes. And I mean, there's just so much creative ways yeah. they're going to be using, um, uh, what, using AI to help them. <laughs>
1: Right, or we found something new in your test. You know, click here to log in and see what it is. I mean, a lot of stuff.
0: So we got a big one out of Idaho. Um, The Idaho Falls Community Hospital and then the Mountain View Hospital. Um, A cyber attack at Idaho uh, Falls Community Hospital left medical staff scrambling and forced some ambulances to divert to other medical centers. The attack, which took place last Monday, also impacted nearby Mountain View Hospital, Urgent Care Center, uh, Mountain View Ready Care, and several, several smaller clinics. Idaho Falls was forced to divert ambulances for several days and staffers had to resort to pencil and paper charting. The hospital would not comment on whether or not the attack was ransomware or how long they expected it to take to restore normal operations. Here we go again. (laughs) Another hospital.
2: What's that? No, hospitals. How long has the FBI been telling hospitals, get your stuff together? You are a prime target. And um, this is just another, you know, us just saying the same stuff again because it's just happening every week.
0: Yeah, hospitals are an easy target, number one, from a cybersecurity standpoint, but they're also a great target from the standpoint of getting paid for ransomware. Um, And of course, this hospital doesn't want to admit that they have ransomware because most hospitals end up paying the ransomware um, because they're not prepared. And then something horrible like this happens. And in order to start serving patients again, they learn quickly in their incident response, that paying the ransom may be the quickest road to getting back on your feet. Um, and I know nobody wants to hear that and everybody's like, oh, never pay the ransom, never pay the ransom. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're living in fantasy land. If you think that most CEOs out there, especially of you know Fortune 500 companies and very large companies, if you think these CEOs are not considering Paying the ransom at some point, you're fooling yourself. So,
2: yeah, especially when it's, it's life and death, you know, it, there's one thing where your business operation stops, but when you have sick people coming to you, you yeah. have to make that. You, I mean, there's no other thing you can do, you know?
0: Yep. That's 100% right. I mean, it's, that's why they target them because they know what customers they serve and they, they know the impact of when they can't perform. At a at a normal level.
1: Yeah, they they posted actually this morning on their on their website um, that they're still experiencing the issues. Mm-hmm. Um, it says that they're working with the nation's top security experts. They're slowly um, making progress getting back they say that they're able to accept transfers from other hospitals to their ICU, pediatric and intermediate care floors. Um, they're work, working as quickly and safely as possible to bring all of our departments to full operational capacity. So it seems like even today they're still limping along.
0: 100%. Yep, and they're and, and that's the funny thing because I I you know, early early on in this attack um, kind of the way that they were talking in my opinion and the things that I was reading was that they were they were talking like they thought they were going to be back online in fairly short order like within a week um, and I was kind of laughing when I read that I was like there's no way I was like it, it, there's no way it's not worse than, than, than what I'm thinking especially when you hear it's affected other hospitals right so that means like These guys move laterally in the network pretty good Um, if they were able to affect multiple physical places, you know, uh, because, you know, they may be physically separate, but the network may not be separate. Um, And they were able to hit all these different buildings and all these different facilities uh, because of that. Right. So um, this is why, you, you know, the three of us talk about network segmentation all the time. Um, And here's another example of why you'd want to do that, because you don't want some hospital, you know, halfway across the county to impact your operations. And that's exactly what happened here,
1: unfortunately. They um, they did release on Friday, June 2nd, so almost a week ago. um, They did say that they took um, they gave a little more information and they said they took systems offline um, yep. To ensure the stability and security of their of their environment. So, anyway, that's kind yeah. Of all I we- mean,
0: it, it reeks of just an, another organization that has failed to prepare for something like this. <clears throat> so now they're getting a crash course in how things need to be. So another data breach out there, guys. Around. Election time, elections are heating up, and the data breach impacts 58,000 Hillsborough voters, the election office says. And I believe this is Hillsborough in Florida. And the county supervisor of elections is informing an estimated 58,000 voters that their personal information may have been stolen in a recent cyber attack. The spokesperson for the agency said that a bad actor illegally accessed and copied files containing voters personal identification information including social security numbers and driver's license numbers officials were quick to reassure voters that the county's voter registration system and the ballot tabulation system were not accessed and state and federal agencies are assisting in the investigation it says a lot when people care more about like, whether votes are accurate or not versus protecting people's personal information. Because like, the way I read that, it almost seems like, well, nobody mess with any like voting system and that va- ballot tabulation. Like Who cares? Like You got people's information that's being stolen. That's way more important and it's way more valuable than whether a vote was tabulated correctly. Because exactly. we can always go back and do that. Once you let these social security numbers out and these driver's license numbers out, that ain't so easy to, 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 to put Mm-mm. back in the box <laughs> or change or, you know, rectify. It's a big mess for a lot
1: of people. And this can easily be fished, you know, knowing what they know. They could literally go and and sign up a domain, you know, hillsboroughcounty.org. Oh and, you know what I mean? There's just so many it's things that you can do.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's a worrisome event because you have a government agency that handles highly sensitive data. Um, you know, and, and, you know, it's also voting data, right? I don't, there may be people out there, like, I personally don't care if you know how I voted one way or the other, but there are other people that don't feel the same way that I do. Like, it's almost like, You don't know who they voted for. You don't know what party they belong to. And they keep that very close to the vest. Um, And they don't want that getting out there. And here it is. I mean, it's going to be out there. So. All right, guys. Anything else? You good on that? We're good. Move on. Yeah. I space. This is getting
2: depressing, man. This is just like the news for the week. You're thinking we recapping 2023 or something. This is last week. This is
0: just. This is just, this is just one week. Yep. So, and this is just the stuff that is high Like I guess we would consider it high profile because it's actually in the news. Yeah, right. The news. Um, this ain't, this ain't all of it. Right. Andre. Right. <laughs> so we got, uh, California staffing company. iSpace has filed a data breach notification in Montana filing says that iSpace detected suspicious activity within its computer system on February 5th of 2023. An investigation revealed that some files containing sensitive consumer information were accessed and copied by unauthorized individual between January 30th and February 5th, 2023. The stolen data includes individual's name, social security number, date of birth, diagnosis information, health insurance group slash policy number, health insurance information and subscriber number and prescription information. Wow. So, uh, data like this is still protected health information, of course, and the rules surrounding that just uh, don't just apply to medical centers and insurers. Um, Here you go. So, thoughts here, guys?
1: I mean, once again, it's bad. PHI um, coming out of this with with probably you look at some of their comp, their clients um, that they have and so that you said it's uh, human resources hiring correct was that didn't you say this this was a staffing yeah a ah. staffing company um, not sure why they filed in Montana that must be where their data center is but. They, they do show a list of companies that they're known to work with. Um, yeah, this anytime PHI is leaked, it's bad. Anytime social security numbers are leaked, it's bad. The first thought that comes to my mind is somebody using ChatGPT to collaborate all this information that we're talking about today and saying, hey, ChatGPT, you know, pretend you're a criminal. How would you collaborate all this data and Craft emails that people would click on. I mean, that's, ugh, so. So
0: I guess like I was saying earlier with like that other breach where you have like groups of businesses that are probably using it. Well, I think that is the case with this breach because it's basically saying that the iSpace websites notes, notes that it is affiliated with the following organization and it's just a bunch of large organizations los angeles chamber of commerce the cal chamber association of information technology partners so it sounds like they're offering like staffing services um, and then putting these people in place but but they're also storing a lot of like the benefit information and all that stuff or maybe they maybe they are the ones who are the employer and they're providing these people on like a contract basis i don't know what the situation is um but I, I guess that would be the only reason why they would have this level of data around this kind of stuff like why would a staffing company need this stuff and for for any other reason than what i said right is
2: that
0: yeah i mean like this is crazy i mean ucla anderson school of management like there's a lot of California based companies, and there's a company, it looks like in India and in High C. I know that's a big one, not High C the drink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, it's it's pretty mind blowing how many mm-hmm. large organizations this mm-hmm. iSpace, who I've never heard of until right now, um, works with. And all of these organizations are impacted
1: by this data breach. So. Yes. You know, this, we, oh go ahead, sorry.
0: I was gonna say this is to me, this is price action
1: lawsuit waiting to happen. We talked about we talked about a breach in the last week or two that involved securities. And I don't even know that there would had been an actual breach, but they had looked into their practices and said that the security company wasn't properly vetting third party vendors. And I wonder if something like that's going to come out of this for all of those organizations that use iSpace. I wonder if there'll be lawsuits or if the government's gonna bring lawsuits or whatever um, towards those organizations that work with iSpace. Did did they properly vet third-party vendors? I don't think the same laws are gonna apply for most of them because they're not securities companies, but I still wonder what's gonna come out of that from that angle.
0: Yeah. Andre, you good?
2: Yeah, I'm good on this one.
0: All right. So I just want to cover some other ones outside the United States I thought were interesting that were out there. The government of Martinique, the island of Martinique. You ever been to Martinique, Andre?
2: No, we haven't. No. We uh, have
1: now. What's that? Just kidding. I said, we have now.
2: <laughs> well,
0: yeah. So this ransomware group, RySida, has claimed responsibility for a ransomware attack on the government island of Martinique. Uh, the group claims to have stolen a variety of data and posted a sample of the stolen data on their dark web site. Rise offered no further information on the size of the data leak or its contents, but in a notice on its website, the government said that the attack took place on May 16th and it heavily disrupted the activities of the community and directly impacted users and partners. The attack disrupted education at Martinique schools at every level and caused difficulty in the payment of social benefits. No specifics were available about any ransom demand at press time. Wow. So, I mean, this has is been the, the first time we've seen um, countries, smaller countries, right? Your, your Caribbean countries, maybe your Central America countries, Um, some South American countries that I can recall have been hit with ransomware, like their legit government has been taken down by ransomware groups. Um, and you know, not surprising when their GDP is probably equal to some businesses here in the U S who have also been hit with
1: ransomware.
0: Um, so I just find it interesting that these company that I'm sorry, these countries don't even have the resources to, to this to fight off this stuff um thoughts there around this with these developing countries and just the fact that you know ransomware groups are are going to take them down too
2: yeah i remember costa rica last year it took they were down for two three months and the ransom amount payment was crazy we never um heard about what the outcome was if they paid or not but this is again, if the government can't help themselves, they're definitely not going to be helping you. So um, if you're, what is it? We always say, what's the, the budget for your IT should be for about three to 5%? Yep.
1: So, yeah, for your cybersecurity,
2: yeah, if yeah, you're yeah top yeah. line. If you're not, and it's not even about if you're not paying, I, I was going to say, if you're not you know, uh, if your line item is not three to 5% of your, your top line revenue, then you're not spending enough, but it's not even about the spend. Cause I'm sure i iCloud, they um what they not iCloud, the what was it? i what? iSpace. iSpace. Um it said that they had 800 employees and about 22 million in revenue approximately. So they could very well have had the budget, but who do you have running the systems? Who, who's right. your IT director, CISO, all of these other things. So it's not about only spending the money, but it's also about making sure you have the right people in the um in the upper c-level suites
0: or well, you have um, enough people right because you can't just hire one person and expect them to take care of all this right it it takes a team of people you might be able to hire one person but if this stuff's going to be done right they're going to go outsource that and bring a team of people in i mean just you know
1: that's just reality at this point so um, a little uh, side note on this um, I looked a little bit into this uh, group and the way that they know about the group is when they ransomware, they, they pop up a chat that says they're the cybersecurity team. And I, we've seen this before with uh, ransomware, but they, they say we're the cybersecurity team and we're basically here doing you a favor because we found this cybersecurity hole in your systems. And that's kind of how they couch it. I've seen some ransomware notes that said that. Like, hey, we're just doing what your IT people yeah. should have done. Yeah. You know, this is a big favor and a service. Right. And here's
0: our fee. And here's our fee. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like it when they do that, honestly. It's like, okay. So uh, I thought this one was interesting too, guys. This, again, another payroll company. We talked a lot about our cronus last year, um, which had a huge impact on a lot of companies. And here we have another company. Out of Europe and the United Kingdom, but employees of of several major UK companies, including British Airways, Boots, and the BBC are being informed that their personal information may have been exposed in a ransomware attack on a payroll company, Zealous. Bad actors were able to leverage a zero-day exploit in a popular file transfer system named MoveIt, made by Progress Software, which... Is also something that the FBI came out with a bulletin about either well, you know, last week or the week before. Uh, the Klopp ransomware group has claimed responsibility for the attack, and Zealous has not disclosed which of its clients were impacted by the attack. I can bet all of them, but some have already come forward. British Airways disclosed that employee data, including national insurance numbers, salaries, contact details, sort codes, and bank account numbers. And Boots said that its staff have been informed that their data may have been compromised, including names, surnames, employee numbers, dates of birth, email addresses, and the first lines of home addresses, national insurance numbers. Details from the incident were still emerging at press time. Uh, This is the second zero day exploit involving uh, a file transfer protocol that has wreaked havoc in 2023. Uh, we talked a lot about the other one, which was that go anywhere transfer thing, whatever that was called. Um, thoughts here, guys? I mean, yeah, these big payroll companies, they house a lot of data. Um, and these are some pretty big names, some pretty big companies with thousands of employees at each of them. Um, so pretty pretty interesting stuff here, guys. I mean, this is like... Again, this is as Andre says. has only been a week of of stuff that we're covering here, and it it just seems like so much to me. I mean, it, or like, and we've been talking about that a lot this year. Um, that there's just a lot of things going on out there, and a lot of attacks happening. And this is just another one. I mean, I think the three examples we talked about today impacted other businesses underneath of them, which is wild. Um, so any thoughts on how we're going to stop this? Hmm.
2: <laughs> I, it's not going to be stopped, man. It's too much money to be made and, um, people are only going to spend the money when, when, it, when it hits them after. after. And, yeah.
1: It'll, it, it'll be a cat and mouse game that goes on forever or, And remember, in uh, I think it was Terminator 3, where they actually turned over everything to the AI because they couldn't stop all of the, you know, all of the cybersecurity attacks, which were also manufactured by the AI. Um, So hopefully we don't get to that point. But really, for for all seriousness, we're looking at a cat and mouse game that's just going to go on and on and on and on. And the downside of that is, if you're being proactive in the cat, cat and mouse game, you're less likely to get hit. If you're just down here at the bottom of the list with unpatched systems, unsegregated networks, uh, not running a security software that's looking at traffic going in and out. If you're down there at the bottom of the list like that, you're pretty likely to get hit. And as the cat and mouse game goes back and forth, it makes it worse for you if you're still hanging around down there at the bottom.
0: Yeah, it looks like we got a little bit more time here, guys. So I'm going to jump into this Explain over out of Switzerland, IT services company. It only caught my eye because they're in our line of business. And I just thought the write-up here was a little bit interesting. Uh, Play Ransomware Gang is behind a ransomware attack that snarled operations for some of Switzerland's government. The attack on Explain, an IT company that supplies homeland security solutions, left several Swiss government arms in the lurch, including the Swiss Army, government agencies, and the Federal Office for Customs and Border Security, and the Federal Office of Police, as well as several local police forces. Some stolen data has already been released. Explain said that they have not communicated with the gang and do not intend to pay the ransom company stressed that it offers its customers online applications and does not store the applications and data itself. Wow. Um, I just, I, I mean, that's basically like the FBI for Switzerland. Mm-hmm. This company like does stuff for it. And it's almost like they minimize the role that they play in the supply chain by saying like, we, well, we only provide online applications. Um, so where is it stored? I guess would be the question, right? Um, you provide the app, you you provide the front end, but the back end goes where? Right. (laughs) You know, it's weird. Um, but just another interesting one that, you know, again, this, this is going to ruffle the feathers of the Swiss government, especially the people on the, uh, security side of things uh and you know i guess like wow you're really poking the bear here in my opinion if you're a cyber criminal (laughs) because you just don't i guarantee you they didn't know or maybe they did once they got in but i guarantee you they had no idea that explain had these people as clients right so and then toyota was hit guys um Basically, Toyota has been chock full of these types of incidents where their partners have had an issue. Uh, And Toyota this week discovered another misconfiguration incident following the incident from two weeks ago. Uh, In this case, the company said that data pertaining to about uh, 260,000 car owners has been exposed due to the flub. Exposed data includes in-vehicle driver identifiers, mapping data that's displayed on the navigation systems of customers in Japan. More detailed data, including customer names, postal, and email addresses, a Toyota-issued customer identifying number, and the vehicle's registration and identifying numbers may have been exposed for an unspecified number of customers in Asia and Oceania. Uh Two security flubs like this in many weeks, but it's been more than that for Toyota. They're kind of like the T-Mobile of the of the auto world, mm-hmm. um, constantly having partners and things like that. Um, and again, you're a big company like this. You need to do a better job of vetting your partners and your vendors' security, so otherwise known as third-party risk assessment. You're 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 determining whether the people that are supplying your business with goods and services, so you can deliver on your your business. Are they doing cybersecurity good enough so it doesn't impact your business? And, and clearly, Toyota has a gap there because they continue to have problems with their partners being breached and hacked, which is then impacting their business.
1: Right. So yeah, are are they saying that this data was exposed and then used? Because the the one a, a couple weeks ago was two million two million uh, records were exposed, but they mm-hmm. said they didn't see any evidence that they had been used. Is that kind of the same thing here? Or do we know that? Yeah, the they're data-
0: saying may have been exposed, right? So <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: but, uh, you you and I know, and I, that's why Andre's making that face, because they don't have the telemetry to, to, to definitively say that it actually happened. So companies like this, they play this game where it's like, we don't really know. We you know we don't have any evidence that it actually was accessed. We don't have any evidence that it wasn't either, right? So you have to assume that it was.
2: That's- and they're not going to do all of this just to like you know, a, a, a bad guy is not breaking into a bank just to like see how good the lock is. You know, he's going for the money. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's the same same concept.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I, and I guess I part of me thinks like companies like Toyota hey they can they can they can do this kind of stuff at least you know assessing their their third-party vendors for their security maturity um, but on the flip side of it companies like I feel like companies are thinking that this stuff gets stolen and nothing happens with it it goes into the big abyss of the dark web, and nobody does anything with it. It just sits out there, and, and nobody needs to worry. Just you know, keep going to work every day and paying your Toyota lease. <laughs> I mean that that's kind of how I feel at these at this point. Like what? Like do you agree, Randy, a little bit with what I just said there, or a lot of it? Like do you agree with the fact that um, companies just don't treat data like they sh- like they don't treat it as um, sensitive information that they should be protecting. And it's kind of like once it gets out there, it's kind of like, oh, well, nothing's going to happen with it anyway.
1: Yeah, that's why we're seeing the laws are starting to catch up. You know, we um, we've talked about this several times over the last <laughs> 50 episodes, at least. Um but yes, they, they seem to be lagging far behind. And, and now, like today is June 8th, 2023. We all know what happens tomorrow. June 9th, the FTC safeguards rule, the rest of it kicks into effect. And it really is forcing certain companies to deal with their, their, their um, information of customers you know, a specific way and hey, we' we're,
0: we're gonna go, why
1: don't we just go th- we did th- we didn't do an episode where we went through that, right? We did. We were uh, live. I think you were you were from your uh, Pennsylvania office, and the other three of us were in, I think in orlando.
0: Hmm. and we we went through the safeguard rules.
1: We did. We did uh, somebody go find Very that ep- somebody go
0: find that episode and go learn what's in the safeguard rules because I was gonna say, We should do that, but if we already did it, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Just go back and find that episode. We'll link it somewhere right in 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 the in
1: this post. But um, yeah, basically, what the rule requires in in a nutshell is what we talk about every single week, but with a written plan, and then and then it's a it is a basically a certain amount of time. That you do, you do a scan. So you do a a risk assessment on an ongoing basis. Adjust your plan, re-implement. And it's it's I'll even I'll even
0: state it like like this. I'll make it more simple. The safeguard rules basically force you to take your damn head out of the sand and act like and stop acting like it's not a problem. Yep, that's
1: ultimately. I I actually did a webinar on it yesterday, so you can look on my Facebook feed. There's a webinar yesterday when I went. Not super into it, but high level. Um, right. Yeah, you're right. That's something that business owners are classic, uh, probably all of us included, um, of sticking our head in the sand because it's a whole lot less painful than looking at the truth. Sure. Um, but but you pull your head out of your uh, you pull pull your head out of the sand and look at the truth, and then you have to you have to deal with it. And that's you're right. That's what this uh, rule does.
0: Right. That's hundred percent it. So. Number one thing, guys, I talked to, I probably talked to, honestly, probably 100 business owners in the last 90 days about FTC safeguards. And the the number one theme, the number one thing that comes out of it is you got to get a cybersecurity risk assessment. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's where it all starts. You can't go, you know, you can't go another step without that in place, in my opinion. Right. You you can't start tackling cybersecurity until you know what you need to protect. You know what you have and what you need to start looking at and how to protect it. Um, And that's what you get out of a cybersecurity risk assessment, not to toot our own horns, but the three of us, our companies can absolutely do that for you um so you know how to find us if you don't know where you stand with cybersecurity, if you have no clue what we're talking about when it comes to ftc safeguards reach out to one of us we are happy to help so there's our commercial that's what yeah. you get that's what you get for listening to this show so <laughs> no but it's really not a commercial it's really honest to god the three of us want to help everybody out there as much as we can around this stuff so yeah. All right, guys, that's about it for me. I'm tired, wrap it up. Thanks for your input. Anything else you guys wanna add before we uh, hit the end broadcast button?
1: I don't really have anything meaningful to add. I have a random thought. Go ahead. How how do these blocks get arranged? Cause I'm always in the bottom middle by myself. <laughs> Cause,
0: you get, <laughs>
1: Cause you come in last. Well, last week you came in last and you were still right up there.
0: Well, oh, I'm always I'm always first because I'm the host, I guess. I don't know. Do that. Right. Now we're going to mess with everybody.
1: No, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> Make comfortable their eyes go crazy. That's the way it is. I like being alone right here. Yeah,
0: there, there we go. How do you like that? We have a, we have a open spot. Mm-hmm. Where's Ken at? Ken's supposed to be joining this. Spot. Yeah, that's yeah. right, Ken. So. All right, everyone. We'll see everybody next week. I'm sure the chock full list of breaches to cover. Stay safe out there. Hopefully it's not you. Talk to you soon.
1: All right. right.
2: Bye-bye.